You're listening to A Sure Hope with Pastor Dave Shank of Calvary Chapel, Cape May in Cape May, New Jersey. Join us as Pastor Dave teaches verse by verse through God's Word. This is not our home. Our home is really in heaven, according to the scriptures. But the world is dominated by the flesh. The world is dominated by men who are dominated by the flesh. And we live in this world. We're a minority. We're a minority in this world. The majority of people in the world are living after the flesh. And we are aliens because we live after an entirely different lifestyle. We don't live to the flesh. We live to the spirit. We live to the spirit. It's entirely different than what the world says. In today's message, Pastor Dave will remind you that the world and its culture is counter to what we find written in the Bible. The world is not our home. Our home is in heaven with our Lord. But we are given time here that we might bring others into the house of God. We need to stand strong in the knowledge of eternity. Now, here's Pastor Dave in the book of John chapter 12 as he begins his message, Hard But Glorious. repeat that. If we only see the hard part, we miss the power and the freedom. On the other hand, if we only see the glorious part, we minimize the sacrifice. We minimize the sacrifice. So I want to show you four things that are hard. Four things that are hard in the verses that we just read. And then I'll follow that up with four things that are glorious in the verses we just read. Okay? All right. So, first of all, in verse 24, the grain of wheat must die. He said, unless the grain of wheat falls in the ground and die. This is hard. What's he talking about here? He's talking about dying to self. He's talking about dying to self, dying to flesh, dying to the old life, dying to our wants, dying to our needs, dying to our desires, dying to our dreams. He's talking about hard things because you know what he's saying here? The key to life is death. The key to living, dying. To save your life, you must lose it. Wow. This is hard. These are hard things here. But that's what Jesus is saying here. That's hard thing number one. Hard thing number two you find in verse 25. Jesus calls us to hate our lives in this world. He who loves his life loses it, and he who hates his life in this world, etc. This is hard. Why? Because we live in this world. We're here. Many of you have to get up tomorrow and go to work. Go to school. Support a family. Do whatever it is that you normally do. That sometimes gets very hard. It gets very tedious. We're in this world, but we're not of this world. This is not our home. This is not our home, but we suffer in this world. We hate the world because it's not our home. Being friends with the world is enmity with God. That means if you're friends with the world, you can't be friends with God. How many people do you know that have one foot in the world and one foot in God? And they can't seem to get it right. How many of you know people like that? Too much of the world to be any use to God and too much God to be any use to the world. 
So you're kind of floundering around out there doing nothing. This is hard. In verse 26, Jesus says, now follow me. What? Follow you? Yeah, follow me. Where are you going? To the cross. Oh, wait a minute. Can we talk about this? No, follow me. This is hard. It's difficult. Anyone serves him, let him follow me. Jesus said in the other Gospels, you know the question, he says, if you want to follow me, you must deny yourselves, pick up your cross, and follow me. But in Luke, I love it because he says daily. I love that. Luke adds the word daily. Look it up. Matthew and Mark just say, pick up your cross and follow me. Luke says daily. You want to do it? Daily. Serve me. To serve Jesus is to follow him. Like the disciples, we too are supposed to give up everything to follow Jesus. Give up everything to follow Jesus. Why? Because Jesus became the priority of the disciples' lives. And that's what he's saying here. And Jesus needs to be the priority of our life as well. We need to follow Jesus. Verse 26 says, he calls us to serve him. Follow me and serve me. Take up the role of a waiter and anything he wants you to do, do. Do his bidding. Take that role of a waiter, no matter how he demands or how low the status. What do you mean you want me to clean toilets? Yes, that's what I want you to do. Okay, Lord, I will with a smile on my face. Whatever his bid is, whatever he's asking you to do, do it with joy, with gladness. Serve him with your whole heart. No grumbling. I'll clean that toilet, Lord. I'll clean that bad boy. No, we clean it with joy in our hearts, singing a hymn or, or a worship song, glorifying him. We need to be humble servants. We don't need to call attention to ourselves. After we clean the toilet, we need to, we need to stand there with the brush in our hand going, I cleaned the toilet. Just in case anybody wanted to know. No, that's not what we do. We don't, we don't do that. We do it and we take it, we move on. Gladfully, joyfully, serving him with all our hearts. We serve others and we're serving him. This is hard. It's difficult. It's very difficult. These are hard things, but this is what it means to be a Christian, a disciple of Jesus, a learner of Jesus. Jesus knew it would be hard. Why do you think in Matthew 7, 14, he said, narrow is the gate and difficult is the way that leads to life. And those who find it are few. And that difficult means hard. It's hard. It's hard to die. It's hard to hate your life in this world. It's hard to follow Jesus on the road that leads to the cross. It's hard to take a role of a servant, especially in this world of power. It's hard. But don't miss out, folks. It's also glorious. There's also a glorious concept here that I don't want you to miss out on. It is glorious. The glory Jesus' promises compensate for all the hardness of it all. The glory that is promised to us as believers, as children of God, outweighs all the hard, all the suffering, all the problems. I mean, you've heard the scripture before. I've said it a hundred times, but I love to read it again. Romans 8, 18, Paul writing, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time 
are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. That's glorious. Look at that. That's beautiful. As a Christian, you will, underline will, experience suffering. Because in reality, we're aliens to this world. This is not our home. Our home is really in heaven, according to the scriptures. But the world is dominated by the flesh. The world is dominated by men who are dominated by the flesh. And we live in this world. We're a minority. We're a minority in this world. The majority of people in the world are living after the flesh. And we are aliens because we live after an entirely different lifestyle. We don't live to the flesh. We live to the spirit. We live to the spirit. It's entirely different than what the world says. One cannot understand it when a person lives that way. When, when you, you, you become a threat to them, just like Jesus was a threat to, to the Pharisees. So Jesus says in Luke 6, 22 to 23, Rejoice when you're persecuted for righteousness' sake. Blessed are you when men shall revile you and persecute you and say all manner of evil against you falsely for my name's sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. Woohoo! So when you witness to somebody and they call you all kinds of names, walk away going, yeah, Lord, praise God. Woo. Yeah. That's hard to do. That's difficult. It's very difficult. So Jesus here in the hour of suffering and persecution points to the glory of the kingdom that we're going to experience for eternity. In Hebrews 12, 2, it says, for who, Jesus, who the joy set before him, Endured the cross, despising shame. Yes, he suffered. But as he suffered, he was looking to the glory. He was looking for the glory of God. And he was looking for bringing us with him. Our joy, his joy, complete. So in suffering, we should not be looking at the suffering, although it's hard to do. There's that word again. Real hard to do when you're suffering, not to look at the suffering. Look forward to the glory. The glorious kingdom that God has promised each of us through Christ Jesus. Paul writes to the Corinthians and he tells them this great litany of things that happened to him. You ought to read through it. If you think you're suffering, read through that a couple times. Let Paul tell you how many times he was beaten, shipwrecked, how many times he was stoned, how many times he was left for dead, how many times they threw him in jail, all this kind of stuff. But then he turns around and says, but this light affliction, I love that, but this light affliction, oh, it's just a mere scar. I feel like he, he was in Monty Python. Oh, it's just a mere flesh wound. This light affliction, it's just a light affliction, nothing didn't bother me. Just a light, yeah, I saw a Monty Python. I don't know what you're laughing about, so anyhow. I was beaten with rods, I was, I was stoned, I was dragged, they thought I was dead. I hung onto a ship night and day in the middle of the Mediterranean, but it was a light affliction because it carried no eternal weight. The glory that was going to be revealed was far greater, and that's how Paul looked. Paul looked for that. He said, this suffering doesn't hold a candle to what's going to happen. It doesn't hold a candle to the glory that awaits us. So there's hard things in our lives. There's hard things that we, that we are asked to do. Hard things. Die to self. Serve him without grumbling and complaining. Give our lives up to him. 
But when we're faced with hard things, even in the midst of suffering, know that the return will be glorious. The return is always glorious. And here are the four glorious things. The four glorious things. Go back to verse 24. Yes, the seed must die. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. The death is not in vain for the seed. It's significant. It bears fruit. Get the image of spiritual fruit here. There can be no glory without suffering. I hate to break the news to you, but there can't be any glory without suffering. There's no fruitful life without death. There's no victory without surrender. See the paradox here? See what's going on here? In and of itself, the seed is weak and useless. But when it's planted, it dies and fulfills its purpose. I was reading a commentary, and it said that if you took a seed and put it on this podium and walked away and came back in a year, that seed would still be there. But if you took that same seed and buried it in the ground, and it dies, what comes forth is glorious. That's what he's saying here. That's what he's talking about, death. That's what he's talking about here. We're like seeds. We're very small and insignificant. But we have life in us. We have God's life. God has breathed life in us. And when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, our hearts are quickened by the Spirit, and we are now born again by the Spirit of God. And the life we live, we don't live in the flesh, but we live after the Spirit. It's a spiritual life that we have. But we can never fulfill God's calling. We can never fulfill God's glory until we yield ourselves to God and permit Him to plan us. Ever hear the old phrase, bloom where you're planted? And God plants you. The glory comes forth and the fruit, and we give glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That's the first one. The second one, yes, if we love our life, we'll lose it. And yes, we must hate our life in this world. But why? What will be the outcome? We'll keep our life for eternity. That's the glorious part. The hard part is hating the world. The hard part is losing our life. But the glorious part is eternal life. An eternal calling with God in heaven. He who hates his life in this world shall keep it. You have to hate your life in this world. To be a friend of the world is to be enmity with God. When we lay down our life for Christ, he will put our hands again with glory. He will open us up. You can out-sacrifice his resurrection generously. You can't outdo him. But we lay aside the weight of the world and we fix our eyes on Jesus. He is the author and finisher of our faith, is he not? He is the author and finisher of our faith. And we love to say that he began the work. He'll complete the work if you would just trust him. Trust in him. Give him your life. Surrender to him. Hard, but glorious. Verse 26, the third one says, follow me. That's the hard part. We must follow him to Calvary. But look at the outcome he says that where I am, there my servant shall be. We're going to study this whenever we get to John 14. When Jesus tells them, I go to prepare a place for you. That where I am, 
you may be also. If I follow him to Calvary, I will be with him in glory and I will be where Jesus is. I want to be where Jesus is, don't you? Don't you want to be where Jesus is? Well, I'll tell you something. If I go to heaven and he's not there, I'm going to be disappointed. I don't want to be there. If Jesus is in heaven, I don't want to be there because I want to be where my Savior is. I want to be where he is. Heaven's not heaven because of the streets of gold. Heaven's not heaven because of all the beautiful singing and all the fun. Heaven's heaven because Jesus is there. Heaven's heaven because we get to spend eternity with our Savior. That's what makes heaven heaven. And finally, in verse 26, it says, yes, we must become his servants. But what does the Father do to those who serve Jesus? The scripture says, the Father honors them. What a glorious thing to be honored by the Father. Who doesn't want to be honored by the Father? Who doesn't want to be honored by God? Even even in my heathen state, I wanted God to honor me. But he couldn't honor me then. It wasn't until I accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior and became his child that he could honor me as I serve Christ. We all want to honor the Father. And we all want honor from the Father. Don't miss this, folks, please. Don't miss what he's saying here. Don't miss the glory and the overflowing joy in this hard life of being a Christian. You don't hear me up here saying, yeah, accept Christ and everything's going to be smooth sailing. You'll never have a problem in your life. Everything will be great. If you hear me saying that, you need to clean your ears out because I haven't said that. In fact, I've said just the opposite. I said just the opposite. What's the hard life of a Christian? We die. We hate our lives in this world. We follow Jesus to Calvary's road. We become his servants. And when we do, we find that we bear much fruit. We keep our lives for eternal life. We join Jesus where he is in glory, and the Father honors us. And that's the way I want to live. The remaining years I have left here on earth, man, I want to live that way. I count it the cost. I count it the cost. And the cost is heavy. Don't think it's not. But the end result, the end result is nothing but glorious. Nothing but glorious. I want to spend eternity with Jesus. Jesus shows us who he is. He shows us what he's going to do and what it will mean. And then, and then I love it, then he invites us to come with him. He says, my dying is for your salvation. And it's my design that now you imitate me. Imitate Jesus. Imitate Jesus. Yeah, die. Die to self. Die to self. Take it to the cross. Hate this world. Hate your life in this world knowing that there's something far better. Die to self and watch the fruit come out. These are beautiful words that Jesus challenges us today to surrender our lives to him. If you haven't made a decision for Jesus Christ, you need to. You need to surrender your life to him. And then you look at the paradoxical statement here between loneliness and fruitfulness, losing your life and keeping your life, serving self for serving Christ, pleasing self for pleasing God. There's so many things. One commentator said this, quote, God does not expect us to be comfortable, but he expects us to be conformable. We need to be conformable. In other words, 
The Spirit in you is now conforming you into the image of Jesus Christ. Sanctification, the process of sanctification. We're being conformed daily into His image. And that includes suffering. That includes the refiner fire. Dave, I haven't got enough dross at the top. Well, that's a lot up there, Lord. Nah, I haven't got enough. Let's get some more up. He turns the heat up so that he can be glorified in the midst of this. If you're looking for a comfortable life, then you will protect it and you'll keep your plans and you'll save your lives, but you'll never be planted. But if you would yield your lives and surrender all to the Lord, that you would be conformable to his will and he would plant you he will never leave you alone, and you will have joy being fruitful for the glory of God. And that's what we want. You want your friends saved? You want your family members saved? You want people that you know or work with saved? I hope you do. This is the way. This is what they'll notice, just like these Greeks notice something different in Jesus. They heard his words and noticed something different in him. The, knows, the Lord knows exactly what you're going through. He does. I don't need to know. He knows. He knows the pain you're in right now. He knows the suffering that has come upon you. He knows it very well. He allowed it to happen. He knows it. He knows it. He knows that the cross and the obedience are the only way, and he knows it's difficult for this human being. It's difficult. He also knows that you're now paying a price for even following him. But he's telling you today that it will be so much worth it. So much worth it. The world thinks it has the answers. And the world is ready to tell you that they have the answers. Buy this and you'll be happy. Wear this and you'll be happier. Lose this much weight. Lose that much weight. Do this. Do that. But the way of the world leads to eternal death and separation from God. Jesus is telling you, yes, it's going to be hard. It will be difficult if you surrender your life to him, if you gladly serve him. It's going to be different, and it's going to be difficult. These are the costs. But if you follow me, if you lose your life, you will gain your life. If you die to yourself, you will gain eternal life. And where I am, there you will be. And my Father in heaven will honor you. Now, the choice is yours. The choice is yours, as it always is. It's your choice. Only you can decide for yourself. I cannot decide for you. If I did, the whole world would be saved. I can't decide for you. It's something that only you can decide. Surrender your life to him. Serve him. Stand by him. Don't leave him. Allow his father, God in heaven, God the father, to honor you. Now to me, that's good news. Amen? You are assured. We'd love to keep studying the Word of God with you again next time on Assure Hope. In the meantime, we invite you to learn more about this program by visiting our website, assurehoperadio.com. 
There, you'll find our archive of previous messages from Pastor Dave Shank, available to listen to, download, or even share with your friends and family, all free of charge. Just look under the Messages tab. You can listen to additional teachings from this series in John or jump to another book of the Bible. Each book gives some useful insight into God's plan for you and the world you live in. We trust that A Sure Hope is an encouraging program for you. And if you're without a church family, we'd love for you to join us. If you happen to be in the Cape May area, we'd love to meet you in person for a time of worship and Bible study right here at Calvary Chapel, Cape May. We meet weekly on Sunday at 10 a.m. And you can find all the information you need by visiting assurehoperadio.com. If you live further away or are unable to come in person, we understand. And we'd still love for you to be a part of our church family virtually. You can join us for church online through Facebook Live and on YouTube. Just follow the links that are available at assurehoperadio.com. And don't forget to like and subscribe to keep up to date with the latest information. That's all the time we have for today. Thanks for joining us for this edition of Assure Hope.